dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Hello, and welcome to the first bonus episode of the Dropping the Hammer podcast. Daniel recently got to sit down with Ross Chastain from Chip Ganassi Racing to do a video interview for our YouTube channel. This episode is the audio from the interview. If you'd like to watch the original video interview, we'll include a link to that video in the show notes. Now, here's Daniel and the driver of the number 42 car, Ross Chastain. It's good to see you again. So, yeah. Um, what's up with you on a on a Wednesday right now? With what? Two weeks to the two 100? weeks. Yeah, crazy. Um, just uh, was in a Hendrick engine meeting this morning. Um, just basically them telling me what's normal, what's not normal, what to do when everything is normal, what to do when something's not normal. Everything is digital now, so you're flipping through pages and, you know, there's diagnostic codes and all that, just stuff I'm not... Sounds not like using. you're getting ready for a rocket launch instead of getting into a stock car. That's what these things are now, man. They're rocket ships. Just, they don't go as fast as maybe they used to, but <laughs> the technology in them is, is uh, just digital, you know, electronic, so... It's not just a it's not just a carburetor anymore. It, or is this kind of meeting? Is this is this something new for you? Is this something you went through at a colleague last year or anything? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. Um, I would say through my my progression of race teams, it's evolved uh, from you know before it's standing and looking at the car and you know in in Xfinity um, the gauges um, pretty much well my my whole career in NASCAR has been electronic gauges so it's you know the pressure or the temperature sensor is coming um through a line to then a, a you know a digital it transfers it to a digital gauge it's not a an old style gauge um mm. but there's just a lot less with xfinity cars you don't have a you don't have an ecu you don't have a you know it, it's just the carburetor and you know it's all feel and looking at it and reading um, they put temperature strips on things and they still do that in cup, but it's the computer can tell you a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's fine. Like practice when, when there was practice, they could plug in after practice or during practice between a run, um, and could see what they need to see. But now with no practice, like we have to yeah. tell them what we see. So, so like one of my questions for you. I guess we'll just get right into it. It's like, how different is this build up to the start of a season compared to everything you've been experiencing the last five years? Um, well, it's just, it's just more everything, you know, yeah. trying to, this, this is the top level. So at the end of the day, it's still a race car. I was just, we just walked out of the meeting and me and one of the guys, I worked with him last year a little bit when I drove the 77 um, car in cup and it, he's like look like we use a lot of big words but it's just still a race car and so that's that's the best part and what i if i get overwhelmed or at the end of the day if i'm i feel overwhelmed by what all i've done in a day to in preparing it's like it's just a race car once i get in it you know just knowing knowing 
trying to have it because it, it, it's not somebody like Kurt Busch has been here at this high level for so long. Yeah. Been in the meat, in the heart of it and in the, in the center of it when, as this stuff has evolved and I just, I haven't. So coming in and just when something goes wrong, knowing do I flip a page on the dash to read out a code or do I shut the motor off or what do I do? It's just not, you know, I've watched the, these guys do it, but I've never really paid attention to their procedures. Um, so knowing it, knowing it as truly knowing it versus trying to remember it when something goes wrong is the biggest thing. And then just all the procedures of a cup team, right? That's how about the buildup. That's what's helped me get through it is there's always another, another procedure to try to learn. There's always another meeting to learn about these procedures. So I just focus on the next thing. And that's what's helped me get through this off season is just truly just looking one day or one meeting, uh, you know, or one procedure at a time of what's the best way to do something the most efficient way. Um, okay. Now, I think when I get a little closer to the, to Daytona <laughs> or I'm traveling down there, I'm going to worry that I didn't prepare enough. Or I'm worried <laughs> that, like, holy cow, we're getting ready to do this. Um, oh, so that'll, that'll only be a pre-test jitters. Like, oh, oh no, I didn't study enough for the final. I'm screwed. That's right. When you should really just, you know what you know, and you need to take a break and then walk in and take the, the test. Okay. So you brought up Kurt and like you and Kurt are, I think are similar. And like, you guys are just like pure racers. Like um, you, you guys can get a lot out of equipment, but it's, it's pretty established that he's like very technical when it comes to cars. Like he knows what's going on with it. Like how, how would you compare yourself to him in that aspect? Um, I'm a lot simpler. Uh, he is very high level um i mean he's been in these cars so long he's been through so many progressions and he knows how to articulate things that was one of the the biggest things once we once we knew at the end of 2020 that we were gonna i was gonna be in this car was actually just sitting in on the meetings and the post-race meetings and letting him listening to him describe his race car is that and is that a level that i'm not at Okay. And so that's learning from him has been, you know, and just being around him and picking up on, on his, some of his vocabulary and then looking up the words he uses to say, so I can say to myself, okay, I know what that truly, what that word means and how to use it and not just use it as kind of a, a buzzword. You know, um, you'll hear drivers, I feel like talk about lateral grip. It's just across the board. You hear, if you hear a driver describing their car, they'll talk about lateral grip. Well, I have a, I understand what they're saying and it, and to me, it makes sense, but I don't think a lot, I don't think a lot of times it's actually the proper use of that word. So, um, now it doesn't matter the proper use or not, as long as your crew chief or your engineer or your, your team, as long as they understand it, that's all that matters. So we can all adapt to how each other talk. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm going to use, the word y'all a lot more than Kurt is. <laughs> Who, who's your crew chief this season? Phil Surgeon. Where, he, where, where'd you get him from? He's been here. Um, he's been okay. in the sport for quite a while. Okay. Um, been an engineer. He was, um, he's been on the 42 for, for several years and okay. um, partway through last year. So, so how, how's that cohesion with him working so far? Great. Um, he's it's he's another one that's at such a high level and i've just flat out told him man you gotta 
you got to bring it down to my level. You know, you got to, <laughs> and, and he has, he, he talks in terms, he gives me the overview of the technical side. And then he talks in terms that I can truly understand and what, what will apply to me in the race car. So, um, I mean, he was the guy, you know, and I, I think back in the day, it was crew chief. Back in the day, the crew chief was everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then the crew chief, he got a car chief and the car chief was the one making a lot of decisions based off the crew chief's wishes, but, you know, in actually touching the car. And then it turned to the engineering side uh, as the world evolves. And that's where Phil has, has been as the engineer. He's been the one spearheading a lot of stuff on these race cars on the 42 and, and, and at CGR um, under the previous crew chiefs. And so now letting him call those shots, he has the, you know, the, the greatest working knowledge of this 42 car of anybody um, could have, you know, versus bringing somebody in. So, um, you know, somebody I've been here a few years now, you know, whether it was back on the Xfinity side or even the 77 car last year where we've all have passed each other and, and had loose conversations, but now it's, you know, digging in. So um, he's a very under the radar guy. He's a, it's a, a, like, under the CGR roof, you hear his name. And for me, before I got, you know, the job to drive this 42 car, I heard his name, but I, I didn't see the face. He's under the radar. And uh, I mean, we, I see him, but I didn't see him, if that makes sense. Right. So, yeah. I get, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't think any driver ever says before they run a race together, they, they've never, no driver in the history of NASCAR has ever said, Oh, I don't like the guy. Truly, <laughs> like really, you know, I, you just feel good about people or you don't. And this is one that I feel good about. All right. Okay, man. So like, how does you, you you're, you're 28 years old and you're, you're now you, now that you've hit the big time, you've finally, your, your shot is here. It, how weird is this given you know, you've been racing in cup for like two, three years now. What, th- does this feel like your real rookie season, even though you're not going to have those stripes on the back of your car? Man, we were we were that close to getting the stripes. Really? Like, I I think I think it. Well, there's a committee at NASCAR that meets yeah. on it. Um, there is a rule. There's a rule. Seven races. The rule is seven. But there's still a committee that meets on it, and apparently, you know, seventy something races is a far cry from seven. So, we made a good push. <laughs> we all uh, made our case why we should be a rookie, uh, but they said no. So yeah, no, definitely. Um, I've got five races in in this caliber of equipment, right? I mean, yeah. Two in the 77, um, you know, in partnership with Spire and CGR, and then the three filling in for Ryan Newman in the six. Um, but this is, this is, you know, this is a full season. This is hopefully a long, you know, uh, partnership. And, in, in you know, I've been walking in, in and out of the shop since 2018, and I don't, plan on 2021 being my final season walking in and out of this race shop so um it is it's different than anything even the the two races last year you know the focus was xfinity that was where the points yeah. are this sport these race teams they they live off the points that's that's the goal um so yeah it's it's definitely different um you know i feel like i have rookie stripes on you know, and I, it might sound saying it out loud, but I, I do. There's a lot of things that I don't still don't understand about the Cup Series, even though I've got 70 something races. There's a lot of things about the political side of how you interact with other, other drivers and COVID puts a damper on it. But 
how guys race in the cup series and, you know, fitting in and finding my, you know, a, a little better cohesiveness with my fellow competitors is uh, priority, almost priority number one um, to make, you know, those, those good days that we're going to have that much better where, you know, I catch somebody and they don't race me like I've raced people in the past. It's, you know, I'm not going to roll over for anybody, but blend in a little better, I guess, is, is my mentality. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's weird hearing that coming from you. I'm just going to, just going to blend in. Well, these are the big boys here. I, um, I, I wouldn't trade how I have raced anybody in the past. I wouldn't change it. Um, I, I would change a few things because it would have gave me a better finish. So I would do whatever I have to do to get a better finish. But yeah, but it, that got me here. But now I'm here, and mm -hmm. Doug Dupart is has been somebody that I've leaned on a lot here, and that's you know I just ask him what what next, what else? Uh, and that's it. one of our biggest things we talk about is like, yeah, that's it's what got you here. It's what got the attention of an organization like this back in 2018, standing out, mm -hmm. being aggressive, but now we're here. And now we need to make this the best we can, we can make it. And um, I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't believe that all of those qualities will best suit me going forward to be here a long time. So um, okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna fall in line and sit in, in, you know, 15th place, but also I don't want, I don't want a line of drivers waiting on me when I get out of the car every week, either coming to tell me how mad they are. And I've had yeah. that. And, and again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't trade it. Uh, it, it, I truly believe it is what got me here, but, um, blend uh, in just a little bit better. I mean, uh, no, no one's going to argue the fact that you, you, your driving style is basically I'm racing as if this is my last race. That was typically it. So that's not, not going to be entirely the case, but I know this isn't my last race. Yeah. I know I have all year. I know I have hopefully the start of a, a very long mm -hmm. partnership here and a lot of races in this 42 car. Um, yeah. It's not my last race and, and I'm not any less hungry. I don't want anybody to think that, a, Oh, he made it a cup. He's just going to put it on cruise control and enjoy life. It's, it's not because I want to push this organization in my own way, you know, to where they, to where they have the potential and where we have the potential to get to. So does it feel like your, your final arrival at Ganassi, does it feel like it's, it's flying under the radar? Like yeah. pe more, pe more people are more concerned about, Oh, Briscoe's finally in cup. Oh, Bell's finally at Joe Gibbs racing and all, all these other things. You feel like you're like, just kind of like sneaking in a little bit. That's right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let everybody else have all the attention. Um, yeah. And we'll just go race and, and beat them. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't be happier for all those guys and all the other new guys in, in different spots and, and all the guys, that, you know, uh, are continuing on with, you know, great cup careers. Um, it's great. Everybody talk about them. And, and when we drive by them, you know, that's, that's when we'll, get the attention that this this team and this car deserves um so yeah i i, I love it it um it's just more motivation okay I, I got one question um this isn't meant to be a got you question or anything um but it, but you you got to ganassi because um a sponsor took a flyer on you um gave, gave you those few rides in dc solar the, the dc solar car 
-hmm. And that because of that, you've been with Ganassi. And I'm wondering, how do you compartmentalize your story to include the fact that the people who took a flyer on you um, were later indicted on like Ponzi scheme charges and stuff like that. Like, how do you view that um, when, when you think about your journey? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a good question. Um, and I, I honestly don't know if it's one that's ready to be answered. Okay. If I'm being completely honest, I don't, I don't know the whole story of, of what all has, has happened. I don't understand what you read on, what I read online. Um, but like you said, I do know that I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for everything that happened. And, and that goes back to getting into the Xfinity series, getting some starts in the cup series, and then getting this, the starts with CGR in 18. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. And, and that group taking that chance on me was, was what forever has changed the tra trajectory of my professional career in NASCAR definitely but my personal life as well as sitting in a, in a race shop like this I just wouldn't be here so um I, you know I, I let everybody form their own opinions um mm -hmm. you know we all read the same stuff online I know as much as everybody else about what has happened you know I, I know um yeah it it it, it stinks like there's no way around it um personally and i mean and, it's it, no, what happens no reflection on you or at all so i mean but right. it, and you came out on the right end eventually yeah um there was still though you know my the fallout for me was you know i could i could make the case it was it was big that we missed out on the xfinity season but the the number of people and the fallout for for the, the ripple effects and the, the tsunami that hit so many people Mm -hmm. uh, with what all happened was, I get that was, you know monumental and, and way bigger in the grand scheme of life um, you know so many jobs lost people genuinely just that were doing their jobs and doing you know what the best doing their position the best they could do um, yeah it's and it's something that just it's so far over my head I don't even know how to really put into words you know I don't even know how to just when people ask me what happened I don't even know I, mm. I don't even grasp that high level. It's it's almost like my crew chief. You just I don't grasp that high level of, of of you know what's going on with the race car on that high of a level. I don't grasp what happened uh, with that situation either. So okay, um, I, I people know the story. Uh, it's a qu quick Google search away for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I just let them do that, and they form their own opinion um, because I don't even I don't even know what mine is yet. All right, that's that's good good to hear, man. So this is going to be a weird season. There's so much new stuff in the cup series, road courses, dirt track, going to um, a new all-star race, stuff like that. What, what, which thing that's being thrown at you this year are you, are you most excited to like experience? Um, I don't have one. Um, no, I, I don't have one i mean we did pick a heck of a season to you know to get into the our first full-time cup effort was with so many more road courses and dirt covered over bristol um and no practice most of the year i mean what a what a hat trick of things we've got uh, stacked up against us but yeah just doesn't matter the track 
um, to me so much as, you know, maximizing each, the good days. Like I, I would say maximizing each day, that's the standard race car driver answer, but like just taking those good days and making them great or taking those average days and making them good, just that doing what we need to do um, is, is the biggest, like I get to race in the cup series all year, you know, just, just the, that, that simple statement is what I'm most excited about and getting to go through all the preparation now, but then getting to get into the, the heart of it. Um, once the season starts is, is, is honestly the, my biggest focus and uh, excitement meter right now is over that. Okay. I know you, you, you just want to win a cup race. Um, but how much would it mean for you to, to, to break the McDonald's curse? Man. It's crazy. It is is absolutely incredible in the, like the number of chances and the, the opportunities that were so close for that car to drive into victory lane and yeah yeah definitely um like how old were you how old were you in 1994 i was born in december of 92 so i was just over a year old <laughs> that's insane yeah like the mcdonald's has been sponsoring cars for as long as they have and they haven't won a points race since 94 yeah yeah, we want to change that, and we want to be the ones to change it, right? I mean, there, there's no secret they're going to be on another car, and that's that will be some, yeah. some competition between us. Oh, I, I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so you think can, about that. Definitely, uh, I want to be the, the best running McDonald's car for sure, but just thinking about the – you don't even have to put McDonald's on the car. You you put the right arches, right, the McDonald's arches – gold standard logo like that that look anybody i i i don't know anybody personally that wouldn't know what car that was yeah without any wording on it and i i think that's what's so cool about it is that you know they continue to push their their brand and 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 they want to do it with 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 our group that means a lot so is that mcdonald's thing is that a thing people like talk about within the walls of ganassi yeah, it's a big deal, man. I mean, you have a, a, an iconic brand like that want to to put their their entire business, you know, behind a, a company and a driver like me. Like, who's Ross Chastain? They want to be on this forty two car. Um, that means means the world. And, um, I mean, I grew up a Happy Kids meal, man. Uh, a Happy yeah. Meal kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was a four piece chicken nugget kid. I mean, from the from as soon as I can remember, and uh, yeah, I was sweet and sour sauce. What were you? I, I, I no sauce, no sauce. Just give me the chicken nuggets. I don't need sauce. That, that explains a lot. You know, it, <laughs> you know, it just explains a lot. Okay. I, I resent that. <laughs> no, if you if you need, I think if if you have, if if you have to add sauce to any meal, you're insulting the people who made the meal. You're saying this okay. isn't good enough. Only if it's a reaction to the meal. If you pour A1 sauce on a steak before you ever taste it, you're not insulting the guy <laughs> or the, the, the woman that cooked it. It's, you're just, you like A1 sauce. I mean, no different sweet and sour before you ever take, you don't, I don't try a chicken nugget and then, and then dip. I dip and then eat it. So. Okay. All right. Oh, I got like, I got two more questions for you. Then I think I, I got to let you go. Um, the season's starting with basically three Florida races. So w- which of, of those three races, 500, 
uh, the road course, and then uh, Homestead. Which which one do you are you eyeing as your best uh, opportunity to make some noise as a Florida boy? Yeah. Um, well, I mean Daytona is Daytona, right? I, I, you know, that one you you want that Daytona Daytona five hundred as a in my career, right? I, one I want to I wanted to just race in it, but now that I'm here, I want, you know you want to win it. Yeah. Um, but Homestead is a race where I want to go form and, and run good, right? If a win's in the car, great, but just go compete and go, you know, genuinely make good lap time, make good lap time over an entire run mm-hmm. and race, you know, have my race craft be at a high level. That's that's probably the, the biggest thing. Um, they're both about equal distance from the farm. Um, you know, it's plus or minus 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, difference in each one so um yeah i can uh i just as a racer that i want to go you know somewhere you're truly as a short track circle track racer asphalt i want to go and lift for the corner get the car set apply throttle you know stop the best turn the best and accelerate the best and be the best race car driver and race car that day at homestead so that's the one okay um so Chip Ganassi posted a picture on Twitter a while back of you, him, and Jimmy Johnson, Scott Dixon, Kurt Busch, other famous successful drivers. And he, you know, he used his hashtag, I like winners and all that. So like, given everything you have been through up until this point, what did it mean for you to be in that picture? Everything. It was the best snapshot literally of of all the work from starting out in fast the fast kid division at my local track to running my first truck race Xfinity cup doing whatever I had to do start and parking that was the goal was to drive I didn't know for who but for somebody and now you know to get the opportunity with with Chip have it go away have him keep me Mm -hmm behind the scenes i mean it was, we didn't hide it very well we didn't, <laughs> we didn't need to we didn't want you know it was just we're here we're we're gonna do it one day um but to have that come together and then obviously him you know invite us all down to you know in these hard times get together sit up on a big open uh pit cabana at, at sebring and, and eat dinner um but to get together and, and have that snapshot of, of you know most of the guys the faces of all his different race cars um have them there i mean yeah it's it's guys i grew up watching and idolizing and and now i can walk up and and you know together with another rookie like alex blow that's you know that's whose hat i have on the 10 um (laughs) i I, you know i i can go talk to him but i can ask a guy like you know dario franchiti questions and and it's mostly about when i was there about indie cars but he's been here and done this. So I had some, yeah. some questions for him on that and his thoughts and his, his approach and his mentality. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just the culmination of, of all the work into one picture. And, uh, and a guy like Chip, you know, he just does racing. That's, that's his entire life is these, all these different race vehicles and race cars and off-road trucks now. And, you know, um, <clears throat> everything you know from an indy car that looks like a spaceship to our race cars that don't exactly look like spaceships although internally they are 
<laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel for more content like this. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find Daniel on Twitter at, at Daniel McFadden and look out for more articles from him on frontstretch.com.